Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers coming to you from Performance Medicine on a Monday. Um, we've got a great new podcast today. I'm going to talk about a subject that I've really delved into in the last month or two. Um, I've got a couple of props here. One, I don't know if this is a possum or a raccoon. I think it looks like a possum here, but a raccoon there. But in any event, you notice that this thing has no mouth, but it has a nose. That has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about today. Because I just finished reading another book on breathing. This one's called Breath, and it's by James Nestor. This guy, turns out, has spent the last 10 years of his life researching how we breathe because he was plagued by chronic sinusitis, sleep apnea, um, fatigue. He had all kinds of medical problems, hypertension, prediabetes, and he cured it all by just learning how to breathe. And this guy, he took it all the way back to the ancient man, and it kind of made sense in how we've evolved with our skulls. It has a lot to do with why um, most of us now are mouth breathers, not nose breathers. Um, so I encourage you to read that book. I'm going to kind of give you a synopsis of it, and I may end up following up again next week on some more of this stuff because it's so fascinating and so important for your health. But one thing that he says in there that I loved is that no matter what you eat, how much you exercise, how skinny or young or strong, none of it matters if you're not breathing properly. And I truly believe that. Um, you know, I've, I've been kind of a mouth breather too and I can totally identify with this and I've made changes over the past year that's really helped me tremendously um, got some family members too that um, have taken the advice and they're feeling way better um, it all begins with the evolution of our skulls when you think about it modern humans are the only species that have crooked teeth um, and I've seen some dogs with some underbites, etc. But most other animals have perfectly straight teeth, um, and a lot, a lot of it really has to do with the food we chew. It's softer and therefore not as good for your jaw. And a lot of it has to, the fact that our brains have gotten bigger, and it's what it's in effect done has made our sinuses much smaller and our mouths much smaller. So it's turned most of us into mouth breathers. Um, I think something like 90% of kids have deformities in their mouths and their noses. At least 25% of adults have severe sleep apnea um, that needs to be treated. Um, this, is a, this is a funny aside, but um, I've always been a mouth breather at night. Snore some. And I wear a Breathe Right strip every night, which has really helped me because I probably have a little bit of deviated septum. Most of us do, over 50% of us do. But something that really um, caught my attention was um, actually one of my brothers, uh, my doctor brother, read this book, and he actually kind of turned me on to it. And he's kind of like me. He's, a, he's been a mouth breather, um, snore, that type of thing. And on the advice of this book, He's been taping his mouth shut, so it forces him to breathe through his nose, and it's virtually cured his snoring. He feels a lot better, more energetic, and has changed a lot of things from his life just by um, being a mouth breather. 
Um, you know, he didn't really want to go through all the sleep apnea test and spend the night at a clinic and all that and then go to the trouble to try to get your insurance to pay for a CPAP machine, which I think are good. But, um, you know, if you're having trouble breathing, you may um, try that. Um, you know, taping your mouth shut with one piece of silk tape right there under your nose over there. They call it the Hitler tape. I guess it looks like Hitler's mustache or something. But here's another quick test you can do to see if you're able to breathe through your nose um, adequately. And that's just take your fingers, breathe in through your nose as hard as you can, and then take your fingers and kind of spread, push, pull them up like that, and see if you breathe a lot clearer. If you are, you've got an obstructive, obstructed nose. And you should either get some breathe right strips or maybe try the mouth taping. Um, look into the health of your nose. It's very important um, because, you know, we really need to learn to breathe through our nose. Um, it turns out that your nasal passages, which have a vast network of turbinates and things that really help you uptake oxygen through your nose better than your mouth, and it it moisturizes the air, purifies it, humidifies it. You know, we're meant to breathe through our nose, not our mouths. So um, it's, just, it's just interesting to me, all this thing. The other thing that I really learned from this book was that, you know, we think that oxygen is life, and it is. Um, but the waste product of oxygen, you know, when you breathe in oxygen, you utilize it by each cell, and then out you breathe carbon dioxide out. It's kind of the waste product of air. Um, but the thing about it, carbon monoxide is probably more important than oxygen. In fact, it's a hormone. And the only hormone that really acts on every cell on the body. So it turns out that you really need to keep a little bit more of this carbon dioxide in your system so you won't need as much oxygen. Um, th this, um, this guy studied free divers. And those are, those are people who go down and dive 300 feet in the ocean or a lake or whatever uh, without anything. They just hold their breath. And it turns out they can hold their breath for 8, 12 minutes and go down to really low depths. And it turns out that these guys... And girls aren't, you know, they're not really super physiologic freaks. They've just trained themselves to breathe better. And most of it's because they've learned to retain and tolerate carbon dioxide. Um, as a matter of fact, um, this author also went to um, Olympic track coaches, opera coaches through the years. And this thing's been going on for thousands of years. They've known this. It's just kind of got lost in the modern medical literature. Um, but anyway, um, you can adapt yourself to learn how to breathe and to hold your breath for way, way longer. And it turns out that we breathe too much. Uh, mouth breathing, we know, is just terrible for you. Um, the way you should breathe really is the perfect breath is to breathe in for five and a half seconds and then breathe out for five and a half seconds. Breathe slow, less, and through your nose with a big exhale. You can kind of train yourself to do that. So when you're exercising, try it. Keep your mouth closed. And it's, it's hard at first, 
but you kind of get used to it. It'll, it'll make you retain more oxygen, utilize that oxygen better. As a matter of fact, carbon dioxide is a major way you can lose weight. You know, it's not through sweat or urine. Most of the weight you lose is really through carbon dioxide when you exhale it. So it's just really interesting as far as carbon dioxide being a hormone and a way to lose weight. Um, so another interesting thing I picked up from him, you know, we do a lot of facial cosmetic stuff to try to make you look younger and all that uh, with fillers, etc., Botox. But a lot of the, the sagginess to your face as you age comes because of bone loss. We've known that for many years. Um, but the thing about it, as he pointed out, is that the facial bones, you can expand and remodel that way past your 70s. Most of the other bones are hardened and stiff. They can't change, you know, really past much past puberty, or at least your early 20s. But the bones in the face, um, they're, they're thin. And we're talking about your sinuses. I mean, look at how many people have sinus problems in our country and asthma. And a lot of it's because of poor breathing techniques. As a matter of fact, you can correct 80% of both those diseases by just learning how to breathe properly. You can kind of breathe off an, an impending asthma attack. Um, so your, your bones in your face can remodel. And it turns out one of the things you can do the best to help that, um, that jaw develop in your maxilla and all is by chewing hard. A lot of our problem is because evolutionary-wise, we've gone to a real soft diet, and you don't have to develop those bones and jaws. So you need to do that to strengthen these muscles, and it also it makes you look younger. So um, just a very fascinating book that I've just read. Um, I'm probably going to do another one on, these, on, on breathing because it's so important in your health. And so overlooked. I mean, in medicine, we're more likely to just put you on one medicine after the other to make you breathe better, treat your asthma, your sinuses, when you can actually teach yourself how to get healthy through breathing right. I mean, how'd they do it a thousand, five thousand years ago? You know, I, I do a lot of yoga, and we, we do breathing exercises in yoga that I think help a lot. You can certainly turn on your parasympathetic nervous system by just learning how to breathe right and you can do these other weird type fast breathing exercises to make you tolerate uh, switching or uh, they call it um, adaptability or flexibility with your breathing so that you can actually control your own destiny with your breathing as you know you can breathe off an anxiety attack really easily uh, but anyway, so a lot more to come on this. I do recommend this book, and I have another one that I'm currently reading about oxygen. So, and it, it says the same thing about how carbon dioxide is really the key player here. So, um, more to come on this subject. I hope you've learned a lot, and uh, don't hesitate to come in, ask us questions. You can mail in questions, etc. And um, so, learn how to breathe. Breathe less. Breathe in through your nose and have a longer exhale. I'll see you next week. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends, and if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.